Welcome back to Tales of Southwest Michigan's Past. This is Michael Delaware. I am your host. And I am going to talk about an event in history that has been brought up many times when you surf and search through Michigan history and lore, particularly when you're looking for stories about winter. And I have mentioned this before on this podcast when I did an episode on the 10 biggest snowstorms in Michigan history. But this one I felt needed its own independent episode, and it's so fitting for January as a subject matter because it occurred in January, and that is the Great Blizzard of 1978. And it was one of the worst winter storms in U.S. history, and so I'm going to tell you a little bit of the stories from an article written on Kalamazoo history today as well as the National Weather Service and a Michigan Live article on the subject. So come along and join me. So imagine this. You just made your way home through a blinding snowstorm. And now, when you finally did manage to reach home, you have to dig down through more than a foot of snow just to reach the lock on your front door. Two years before Kalamazoo's devastating 1980 tornado storm, a different type of storm brought the Great Lakes and Ohio Valley regions to a standstill. And this has since been referred to as one of the most historic winter storms in history as the Great Blizzard of 1978. On Wednesday, the 25th of January, began like most winter days in Michigan with calm winds, cloudy skies, and typical cold temperatures. But late that evening, the snow began to fall and the winds began to pick up. And by early morning hours of January 26, many roads were almost impassable. Clearly, this was no ordinary snowstorm. Come dawn, temperatures were in the 20s as relentless snowfall was being driven by hurricane-force winds. Cold chill factors plunged well below zero, and many businesses remained closed for the day, and except for maybe a few grocery and convenience stores. Classes for schools were canceled, and including Western Michigan University over in Kalamazoo. Strong winds sustained out of the northwest and caused extensive drifting. Most east the west roads were soon blocked, including I-94, where dozens of stranded motorists took refuge inside nearby Wings Stadium. Thursday night, temperatures dropped into the teens, and the wind chill plummeted to 60 below zero. On Friday, downtown Kalamazoo resembled a wild west ghost town with wind-driven snow taking the place of sand and tumbleweeds. Massive snow drifts blocked Michigan Avenue as streetlights and signs swayed wildly in the gale. Not a soul was to be seen on the typically busy streets and sidewalks. Except for the howling wind and the sound of an occasional snowmobile, The world was strangely silent. And I think we can all reflect back to winter storms that we've been in and coming around after it's had a heavy snowfall, the silence that follows a winter storm. But can you imagine what it was like in this immense 
storm that happened in 78. It must have been really terrific. And some of the photos that are out there are just tremendous. I mean, there are people riding around on snowmobiles, and that was the only way to get around between buildings and places and to get to the store. And there were also people using cross-country skis. And there's photos of this in the article that I'm referring to today, which comes from the Kalamazoo Library. And I'll put the link to that in the show note description so that you can check out some of those photos. So underneath the layers and layers of snow, cars and trucks were rendered useless as they lay buried beneath deep mounds of frozen white powder. Walking was difficult at best and at times virtually impossible. Those who needed provisions ventured out very cautiously, making use of snowshoes and cross-country skis. News coverage during the storm was very limited. Video equipment was heavy and awkward during the pre-home video era, so television coverage was very minimal of this. So there's not a whole lot of video coverage or clips of this period from television stations during that time. The Kalamazoo Gazette missed three days of publications due to travel restrictions, and so many area residents had no idea what their world looked like outside of their snowy domain. After days of relentless snowfall and driving winds, Saturday morning brought a glimpse of the sun and the affirmation that the storm had passed. Bus service returned and the Kalamazoo airport reopened, but citizens were still encouraged to stay off the road so that the snow removal process could be be started. So even today, the Great Blizzard of 1978 is often remembered as one of the worst blizzards in U.S. history, the third lowest non-tropical atmospheric pressure ever recorded in the mainland United States occurred as the storm passed over southeast Michigan. The National Weather Service called it a storm of unprecedented magnitude in a winter storm of the most severe grade. And in the end, the Kalamazoo area saw more than two feet of snow driven by days of northeasterly winds that reached 60 miles per hour or more. Massive drifts up to 17 feet deep in places brought much of the region to a complete standstill. According to the National Weather Service, about 20 people died in Michigan as a direct result or indirect result of the storm. Now, several local businesses saw their roofs collapse under the weight of the snow, including a portion of the West Main Mall, during that time, and temperatures stayed in the teens long after the snowstorm passed so that snowdrifts lingered, and weeks later, folks were still digging out. So it was a tremendous winter event. Now, looking at some other references online, this storm has also been referred to as the Northeastern United States Blizzard of 1978, And accordingly, the storm continued on to New England, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and New York. And this blizzard of 78 struck a few days later for the East Coast than it did over here in Michigan and Ohio. In fact, over in Ohio, it was referred to as the blizzard that caused the most complete disruption of transportation ever known in the state of Ohio, and that was according to Major General James Clem of the Ohio National Guard when he was in charge of the mobilization during that time period. 
and he refers to it in a special report comparing it to a statewide nuclear attack. Likewise, in Ohio, as well as Michigan, prolonged blizzard conditions created enormous snowdrifts that stopped highway and rail transportation, and it isolated thousands of people. And air travel was stopped for two or three days by low visibility and deep snowdrifts on runways. And the most complete immobilization occurred in both states. And that information came from the U.S. National Weather Service's website. So in essence, the shutdown occurred between January 25th and 27th in the Great Lakes area from the grip of this powerful snowstorm. And according to the experts on snowstorm history in Michigan, the blizzard of 78's only rival in history was the Great White Hurricane of 1913. And that is a topic that I have covered on this podcast as well in the past. Uh, That was perhaps the biggest storm in Michigan's history. But the blizzard of 78 certainly had an incredible impact. In Muskegon, they recorded 30 inches, and Grand Rapids had 19 inches, and Lansing, Flint, and areas of Detroit had between 8 to 10 inches. Southeast Michigan saw lower snowfall amounts because it had rain instead of snow for some of the storm window. Now, as I mentioned earlier, as it's an estimated amount of 20 people that died as an indirect or direct result of the storm. Most were due to heart attacks or traffic accidents, and at least one person died of exposure in a stranded automobile. Many were hospitalized for exposure, and mostly from homes that lost power and heat. About 100,000 cars were abandoned on Michigan highways, and most of them in the southeast part of the state. And the storm itself was the merger of two major storm systems, and they were both very powerful storms. One storm from the northwest out of Canada, and a second moisture-soaked storm came from almost due south the Gulf of Mexico. And these two storms merged just east of Michigan. So it brought in this incredible cold front that hit this incredible moisture-soaked storm that caused this massive amount of snow. And the merger of the two storms and the movement of the larger of the two storms slowed for another 24 hours. So this was a three-day snowstorm in the Great Lakes region because of that. So there's an article from Michigan Live that basically explains that these three elements that create a major blizzard were all inclusive in this storm. It had significant moisture, it had significant Arctic cold, and it had slow movement. And that's what caused the blizzard to just linger over the state and the Great Lakes region for three days. And as an interesting note, the employees of the National Weather Service Forecast Office in Ann Arbor had just set up the shop there at their new quarters at the Ann Arbor Federal Building a week before this storm hit. So the forecast staff had transferred from the Detroit Metropolitan Airport office while observing the radar staff remained at the airport. And the majority of the employees still lived in and around Detroit, and all the major roads between Detroit and Ann Arbor were blocked for approximately 18 hours due to this storm. So this had a factor in 
a little bit of the slow reporting that followed with that because of the staff being scattered between Detroit and Ann Arbor. But they did manage to get a headline up at 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, and it said special weather statement issued by the National Weather Service Forecast Office in Ann Arbor that Thursday, the 26th morning, um, heavy snow and blizzard conditions were extensive with wind gusts in excess of 35 miles an hour, whipped the snow into huge drifts across much of southeast lower Michigan. Other areas of eastern Michigan, Indiana, Ohio reported near hurricane force winds, heavy snow, and temperatures hovering between 0 and 10 above, resulting in extreme blizzard conditions. And this, as mentioned before, brought pretty much all land and air traffic to a standstill in many regions across lower Michigan. And there's another report that recorded the 24-hour snowfall on Friday the 27th. And this showed that Grand Rapids had 16.1 inches. At Houghton Lake, there was 15.4 inches and 12.2 inches at Dayton, Ohio. And snowfall for the entire storm between the 25th and 27th included a whopping 30 inches at Muskegon, as I think I mentioned earlier. And a total of 19.3 inches in Lansing and 19.2 inches at Grand Rapids. So I will put the link to this Michigan Live article as well in the show note descriptions. It shows a lot of great photos from that time period with people pulling sleds and pushing uh, through the snow and all kinds of other uh, incidents with roofs collapsing and empty shelves in the grocery stores and many other things that uh, really lend to the incident of the time. And it was a uh, tremendous event in Michigan history, and I've had a lot of folks reference it when I've covered any other storm articles or stories on this podcast. So I thought I would devote a special episode to the Great Blizzard of 1978. So I hope that you enjoyed today's episode, and if you did, please leave a rating or review on whatever app that you are listening on. And if you would like to reach out to me, you can find me at michaeldelaware.com. And also, if you'd like to pre-order my book, which is coming out on March 11th, you can do so at michaeldelaware.com. And the title of the book is Victorian Southwest Michigan True Crime. And you pre-order the book there when I have the book released. I'll be placing a large order myself, and I will send you your book as soon as I get my shipment, and I will send you a signed copy of the book. So spread the word to your friends and neighbors out there that enjoy history as well and direct them to my website. I'd love to be able to uh, sell a tremendous amount of books in advance so that I can uh, get the word out there early. And plus, go to the website and look at my calendar. I keep adding new dates. I now have an event scheduled for Charlotte and Athens, which are the recent additions to the calendar. I will be speaking at Charlotte at the Charlotte Community Library on Saturday, April 20th at 2 p.m. And their address is 226 Bostic Street South in Charlotte, Michigan. And then over in Athens, I will be speaking on the 25th of April on Thursday, that pretty much that same week. And that's going to be at the historic Greenfield House in Athens. There are a lot of other dates scheduled for March and April, and I'm starting to now fill up the May calendar. 
and I've got events scheduled all the way over in St. Joseph and big events over in Jackson. So definitely check out the calendar. There are going to be events about my book all over Southwest Michigan, and that's my plan anyway. So hopefully you'll be able to attend one of those and come hear me talk about one of the stories and pick up a signed copy there as well. But if you don't get out, just uh, go ahead and pre-order one on the website today. Once again, that's at michaeldelaware.com. And until next time, when we take another journey into yesterday and we explore even more fascinating tales of Southwest Michigan's past, thank you for listening. Thank you.